When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show now. James Cole and Matt Harmon. Mike McDonald then obviously became a super hot name, and, and he was coming into this process anyways, but he signs a six-year deal uh, to go to Seattle. Now, I haven't seen any reports as we record here on a Wednesday as to who his offensive coordinator may be. Uh, maybe I missed that somewhere. But Mike no, McDonald, defensive coordinator, goes to Seattle, six-year deal. It's a youth movement there. Uh, for Mike McDonald, they go from like literally the uh, one of the oldest dudes uh, in the NFL coaching and Pete Carroll to to now the youngest guy in Mike McDonald, who's just 36 years old. Your thoughts on uh, Big Mike going over to Seattle? <laughs> These guys are getting closer and closer to my age. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, my absolutely. first thought. I'm I'm getting uh getting older, buddy. Um. Anyways. I, listen, man, Mike McDonald, I think, is great. I, I mean, who knows who's, if he's going to be a good head coach. There's always that, right? But in the prior job that he had, he was an awesome defensive coordinator. He was an awesome schemer. He was an awesome yep. designer. By all accounts, he was a great communicator of these ideas. That's the thing that's like we kind of try to hold that against play callers at some point, where or you know play designers, defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators. Like ah yeah, they had a bunch of good players. Like uh, they have a bunch of name brand players, like veteran players in Baltimore to run Mike McDonald's system. Well, as the guy, you've got to get all of these veterans who have run different systems on board with what you're mm-hmm. doing. And you've got to get buy-in. You've got to get um, these guys committed to doing a lot of high-stress stuff. Like That's what I think is really notable about this Ravens defense was just – we talked about it a couple shows ago – how many coverages they throw at you, how many different right. looks that they throw at you. Well, I think that's great for Seattle, which – Pete Carroll, look, I love Pete Carroll, but I think defensively he had really not had a fastball of late. Yeah. You know, he, he kind of got away from the old cover three, cover one Seattle stuff. Uh, the Legion of Boom days was kind of trying to get into the too high Fangio world. That wasn't really working for him. No. Pulled disaster. back a little bit this disaster, pulled back a little bit this season. That didn't really work either. So I think getting a guy who can run a defense and, and be consistent on that side of the ball is a really good start for Seattle. Of course, a lot of it does come back to who's going to be your offensive coordinator and what are you going to do on that side of the ball? Even though that yeah. side of the ball is a little bit more certainly than it is in Washington. Oh, yeah. It's more ready-made, um, obviously, on that side with some of the guys they have there. Oh, listen, on the offensive side, I, I mean, look, the, uh, look, every team needs offensive linemen. It's if, It feels like you could say there's 25 teams right now that need offensive linemen. I get it. But Seattle probably needs offensive linemen more than most, right? But – Quarterback, I'm not saying you're set, but you're set at least for 2024. 
right? Yeah. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, <clears throat> JSN at wide receiver. It's one of the best three-person wide receiver trios in the NFL, right? <clears throat> and then and, and then you've got two pretty good backs in Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker um, as well. So it's an offense that doesn't use their tight end, but who knows if that changes, whatever, whatever. But the bottom line is, I mean, from a talent standpoint, Matt, there's, I mean, it's going to be really hard to find a, a talent from a talent standpoint, a team that is that deep top to bottom um, when you're taking a, a look across the, the NFL landscape. Okay, now defensively, they need a lot of help because I, I just don't think they've got a lot of playmakers here. I do wonder, and we talk about this at the college level more than the NFL level, but it does, there's some translation here as well. Um, they drafted a lot of guys that Pete thought could fit into a cover three scheme. And Pete obviously had a very, very narrow archetype of player he liked in the secondary. He liked big, tall, you know, rangy corners, physical corners. Like, you know, this is why Richard Sherman, even though he was slow, was a perfect fit for what mm -hmm. Seattle did right and and that's why he went much later in the draft because he didn't have the speed but he certainly had the physicality and the size all right does that fit into what mike mcdonald wants to do and maybe that's a trick question because apparently apparently in baltimore mike mcdonald liked to do everything right yeah. so maybe he'll be able to figure this out uh from a talent perspective but i think just him being there to your point elevates the defense uh, you don't have to find that much more magic on the offensive side of the football because I think they're stacked from a talent perspective. Yeah, and they still have the same general manager there too. John Schneider did not get pushed out with Pete Carroll, so that yeah. there's still some connective tissue in terms of how they look at, scout, acquire, and draft players. Um, I do wonder if they end up moving on from Tyler Lockett, uh, who's got a pretty big cap hit this year, and do they want to free up that to look at other positions? You know, Do they want to move JSN mm -hmm. into more of a pr premier role? I think that's definitely on the table. Um, Lockett's certainly a guy that could be on the move. Maybe he follows Shane Waldron to Chicago. They mm. certainly could use uh, some more wide receiver help beyond mm -hmm. uh, DJ Moore there. That would be a pretty nice little tandem. I think Lockett is definitely on the back nine of his career, but probably yeah. can still play a little bit uh, for sure. So I, I don't know. There's definitely some questions up in the air for Seattle's offense too, but primarily, yeah, the, the questions are on defense. And, you know, it is worth asking with Mike McDonald, I think they had a, a very, very rare, very special player in Kyle Hamilton, uh, a guy that you could you could have play box safety, you could have him play the deep safety, you could have him be the slot corner and like your big old, bigger nickel Jeez. packages. Um, you wanted to go light nickel, he could play that true safety position. He really was like a, a, a chess piece, a steal yeah. for the Baltimore Ravens because, oh, he didn't run a fast 40. Uh, yeah, he ended up being a steal for the Baltimore Ravens in the draft. Right. And, and, and man, I, I think that that that's going to be a, a little bit difficult without a player like that to replicate some of the, the multiple coverage stuff that they did in Baltimore. But still, I do think that McDonald showed he's a guy that, that gets it. He, and by the way, like not for nothing, I don't know how much this matters, but the Shanahan tree offenses really struggled with this defense that Mike McDonald could throw at you. Um, he definitely, you know, confused the hell out of Brock Purdy, put him right. in some turnover uh, headlocks. You know, they they smashed the the Dolphins. I know that the Dolphins struggle at times, uh, you know, with good teams and stuff like that, but they really struggled to do anything offensively against yeah. Baltimore. Now the Rams definitely gave him a little bit of trouble, um, but I do think that that's worth noting. Just a lot of teams have not been able to solve this tree of offensive philosophies here. 
Mike McDonald has certainly been one of the defensive play callers that could do it. Well, it, it feels like Mike McDonald, and again, I, I don't have like numbers to back this up, but he just loves to take away the middle of the field. You know, yeah. you think about these Shanahan offenses, that's where they attack you, right? Like you, whether we're talking deep overs, dig routes, whatever it might be. But they're going to take, I mean, they're going to attack you in the middle portions of the field. They're going to they're gonna find those seams and they're going to hit you there. You know what I mean? Baltimore, boy, golly. And I mean, you talk about Kyle Hampton, great. Um, their linebackers too were just freaking yeah. fantastic, right? In terms of taking s- stuff away from the middle of the field. So uh, maybe that's a big part of it, you know? And maybe what you have to do against this style of defense is kind of attack them kind of like old school. Like you attack them on the perimeter, you know? Like, can you find an X receiver? And that's really, Matt, Matt, this is really where it comes, it comes down to. I know we're getting into the weeds here. Is it just me or is there a real dearth of talent in terms of big X receivers in the NFL right now? Like we've got route runners. We got guys that could play inside, outside, do, a, do all these different things. And, and like they're finesse guys, like tacticians. And I love it. And I know you love it. But I just feel like when we're looking on the outside, like there's just a complete dearth of like physical Des Bryant style T.O. style, like, go go down the field and win this ball in contested situations one-on-one. Uh, yeah, by the way, uh, Baltimore 26th in terms of the 20, you know, so. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. If we're looking at this in terms of best, they were uh, seventh best in terms of adjusted net yards per attempt to the middle of the field. So you're right yeah. that that was really an area that they took away from you defensively. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's definitely kind of, I'm not going to say that the big physical X receiver is a dying breed in the NFL because it's not like we still have some, I mean, Jamar Chase is definitely that guy. Yeah. Um, AJ Brown is definitely that guy. Although even those players, they move them around in so many different ways like there's not like i think if you're a just a static x receiver yeah those days are done yeah those those days are done like you yeah you have to be able to play in the slot you have to be able to be explosive after the catch like an aj brown like a jamar chase in order to really be maximized i think as an elite player we know that the the cowboys do that with cd lamb in, in so many different ways but yeah i mean in terms of just true x receivers who aren't like elite guys in the league I mean, DK Metcalf, um, T. Higgins, like Ayuk is a pure X, you know, but he's a guy that isn't really like a traditional big, big hulking X receiver. Mike Evans is obviously still getting it done. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of it, right? Like, I mean, even these guys. I mean, we keep saying for all these teams, Matt, like, oh, they need an X. Detroit needs an X. Like, you know, I mean, like how many of these teams need uh, an X receiver? Like, we love Terry McLaurin. I love Terry McLaurin. I think he's a great player. Top 15 wide receiver in this in the NFL. But again, he's not one of these like big physical, you know, down the field X guys, you know, like if and all, he's he, winning- all he does is play X receiver, though. They have mm-hmm. because he's their best separator. He's their best player against man coverage. All he runs is like on the line of scrimmage and, and outside. Basically, that's it. And it's not the most efficient way to get the ball no. to your to your guy there. So to guy who's no. not. 
not a not a tiny little receiver by any means, but is definitely not the biggest. And, and you want to know why? It's because like, well, you're not playing Jahan Dotson at X. You're not playing Curtis Samuel at X. You're not playing Diami Brown at X. Were we a Byron Pringle? We're gonna throw him out at X. I mean, well. Eric Bieniemy would do it, and then probably find a way to, for him to get five targets per game, sure. uh, yeah, and yeah, rotate yeah. these guys all around. But yeah, like that's even just down the line, it's it's a struggle to find these X receivers. You're absolutely right about that. I mean, again, after the guys that we named there, who are the other best like non elite X receivers in the I NFL? Mean, it's like. Mike Matt, Jesus, Jesus Christ, this is why we continue to bring up Devontae Parker's name on this damn show. <laughs> because of this situation, there, are, there aren't that many guys. That's why we keep talking about this dude, because he's a throwback and he continues to play that role. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, and he, ha- he hasn't been good for like, 90% of his NFL <laughs> career or well I shouldn't say he hasn't been good he hasn't been any more than average, average. for 90% yeah. of his NFL career exactly. um it's crazy and 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 yeah it's that's why we talk about the Devonte Parker axis of X receivers and listeners Get your shot glass out because it's it's draft season, baby, and we're gonna be talking about which of these guys are on the Devontae Parker axis of X receivers. Oh, and this goodness. I will say, Here this draft are. class, unlike last year, where it was yeah. your Zay Flowers and your Josh Downs and mm-hmm. your um all these types, you know, we're 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 getting some big receivers in this yeah, class for sure. Twenty four hundred sports is an Odyssey company.